somebody wrote me about uh, just get over it. Trump is president. It's like, you know, I don't I'm not. It's just this is a big story. It's not. And I was thinking about that because I was kind of reaching Trump fatigue because we've been talking about it through the whole election. And, you know, uh, didn't think it would get this far, which everybody knows I didn't think it would get this far. I was wrong. I don't have any problem admitting I was wrong because that's just the fact fact of the matter. Um, but it's still a big news story. And that's why we're touching on it. There's just so much going on. Speaking yeah. of uh, news stories and Trump related stories, Yoko Ono. John Lennon's uh, wife decided to release a statement online. It, I think it's 16 seconds long, and uh, this is her statement to Trump being elected. <laughs> Not a goat. What do you want? It's Yoko Ono. What do you expect, really? When you say Yoko Ono, I just thought if I ever have a farm and a goat, I could call it Yoko Own Goat. Oh, I like that. Ah, terrible. It's kind of a reminiscent <laughs> of uh, Re- uh, Revolution Number no. 9 a little bit, though. There's a little uh, thing going on in the Revolution Number no. 9? Number 9. Number 9. All right. Number, okay. 2016 <laughs> just claimed another musician. But certainly piano playing-wise, I would say he's my biggest hero. That was Elton John saying Leon Russell passed away yesterday and uh, at the age of 74 in Nashville was his uh, biggest hero. Health, uh, his health took a turn post-quadruple, uh, that's the word I'm looking for, bypass. And um, he says an interesting background. You, you might think you don't know Leon Russell, but you probably do. Oh, he was uh, from Oklahoma and it was a dry state when he was young, so it allowed him to legally start playing in bars at the age of 14, where he started. And he, you know, he was kind of like a, um, a piano player and did the whole boogie-woogie sort of thing. But then he became a staple in the music scene in the 1960s. He arranged the band for Joe Cocker's Mad Dogs and Englishman Tour in the 70s, and that was a massive deal. And he was also part of the Wrecking Crew in California. These were session music- musicians that are probably on some of your favorite uh, records, He's on numerous albums, including the Beach Boys, California Girls, plays the uh, keys. And uh, his big hit was called A Song For You. Have a little listen to it. I've been so many places in my life and time. I've sung a lot of songs, I made some bad rhymes. I've acted down my life and stayed down. But we're gone now and I'm singing this song to you. You can see how he influenced Elton John. I mean, it's just so obvious, the phrasing and everything. But uh, that song was covered by a whole whack of people, Willie Nelson, The Carpenters, and Whitney Houston. Speaking of The Carpenters, remember this song? It's a superstar, Leon Russell, but it's uh, Karen Carpenter, of course, singing that. And it, it became apparently according. I learned something listening today. Well, who doesn't when you mm-hmm. listen to the Stafford show? But Patrick said the original name of that song was Groupie. And uh, and they said absolutely not the record label because it's about you know groupies trying mm. to get on with a member of the band. Anyways, um, so after decades of uh, you know he just basically fell into obscurity, failing attendance at concerts. He gets this phone call, Leon Russell, and it's Elton John on Safari. 
and he d- he decided to load up his iPod with Leon, uh, with music from Leon Russell's past. And he said, you know, immediately it came to him while he's out on safari, uh, you know, as it will, that you should do an album together. So they get together, and uh, Leon says, okay. They get to, they wrote 10 songs in four days in the studio, which is absurd if you think about that. 10 really well-crafted songs. I know they're, you know, great musicians, but that's difficult to write a song, especially when you're coming out of sort of a semi-retirement for Leon. But uh, during the recording, if that wasn't enough, he had brain surgery. And Elton John said he'd come back and he'd just rest for a little while and then he'd come back. Brain surgery. So not jury. He wasn't recording. No, they didn't. Under the knife. Okay. Okay, if we can stop for a second. Between guitar solos and and pianos. Um, Anyhow, uh, it was interesting. They toured for the album, which was called Union in 2010. And uh, Russell decided to present uh, his very own gift to Elton John. Here's what he said. Elton uh, sort of came to the bottom of the barrel and pulled me out. I was real thankful and uh, I wanted to give him something and I was thinking to myself, what do you give a guy that's got six fully staffed houses and ten of everything else? And I decided I'd give him a song. I was in the hands of angels. The song is called uh, In the Hands of Angels, Go Figure, and it was written for Elton John by uh, Leon Russell, who died at the age of 74. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, getting older, and this, I, I don't want to be jinxing him here because it's 2016, but anyways, Neil Young is alive and well, 71st birthday. Uh, he celebrated on Saturday, as only Neil Young would. He went to Standing Rock Sioux Reservation in North Dakota. Here's what uh, the event sounded like. That's him just walking along the camp, playing guitar, and basically he was singing for hundreds of people over there, demonstrating against that uh, Dakota Access pipeline for months. Said he got his birthday wish today. Uh, Those who damage Mother Earth damage us all. Sounds like a sad birthday, not a happy birthday. But, uh, you know, he's Neil Young. That's what he does. Right? Uh, and I'm not faulting him for it. At least he knows his convictions. Hey, here's the latest in nap news. Sleep-deprived students at Algonquin College can now sneak a few extra winks in one of the two new napping pods on campus. Yay. I kid you not, they said one of the main concerns the students had is they didn't have anywhere to nap on campus. <laughs> what is going on with kids these days? Ah. Our concern was there's not enough pubs. <laughs> or how, <laughs> how am I going to pay for tuition? Or no, that wasn't. where am I going to meet girls? Or am I going to be able to like make my bring my GPA up so they can actually stay in school? No, they were looking for a place to uh, nap. It's amazing. <laughs> That's going to go well, guys. Yeah, these are uh, built-in. They have the pods have built-in speakers and a timer that will gently wake you up after your desired nap time. Can we get a robot hand that just slaps you? How long till those are sticky? <laughs> oh, because they're bringing their juice and stuff. Their yeah, juice boxes for sure. Yeah, from their exactly. Lunch in there. Uh, you know, kids are messy. Uh, Toronto's about to get their biggest Christmas tree, and uh, this will happen at the Eaton Center, November 24th, 6 o'clock. They'll light her up. A special holiday performance will be there, too. Toronto's drop-in choral society, choir, choir, choir. Going to be singing What a Wonderful World. What? Which is not a Christmas song. No. Uh, it's a holiday tree. Is it a holiday tree or is it a Christmas tree? They're calling it a Christmas tree. It will stand a 100 feet tall. And that's Canada's biggest Christmas tree. Is it going to be the biggest in the nation? Apparently. That's kind of cool. Um, If you're worried about uh, your drinks being spiked, I guess I'm talking specifically to you ladies, but I'm sure it happens to a few gentlemen out there. Like the old roofie. Yeah. 
yeah, the date rape drug. There is a new nail polish that when it touches a spiked drink will change color. It's called Undercover Colors. And basically women, you know, you can basically subtly put your finger into a cocktail a gentleman just gave you and stir it around and take a look at to see if the color of the polish will change. And it will if there is a, a date rape drug like Rehypnol, Xanax, and GHB. My problem with that is what if it's a different kind of drug? You would not know it's there. A little false sense of security. A little bit. This is what they, they say about it. This product gives women some control over their situations. Whenever I've had a guy I meet recently buy me a drink, I awkwardly insist that I walk over to the bar with him. And apparently, Chris, there are already um, th- this company already makes cards that women can use to test their drink. But I would assume they're pretty conspicuous. Queen of Hearts says, we are good to go. <laughs> Nicely done, gentlemen. Right? That kind of Just a card. minute. Let me pull out the Queen of Hearts, see what she says. Yeah, uh, I, I don't mind it. I just, I guess anything's helpful. It's interesting. But if what if there's a different kind of drug in there? I think you mm-hmm. just have to, you just have to stay with your drink. Gone are the days when we used to go to the Brunswick House and you just like leave a drink on the table and walk to the bathroom and walk back. And you can't do that anymore. I mean, what kind of world are we living in? <laughs> I'm a bit ridiculous sometimes, I'll admit it. I will admit it. Hey, speaking of ridiculous and festive at the same time, have you heard about these gin-filled Christmas baubles? They uh, make the holidays way more boozy and they're decorative. Yeah, they, That's all we need. Yeah, they are uh, from Pickering's Gin, and they're gin baubles. Bob- I guess basically a shot of gin in it. For uh, about uh, 40 bucks, you get six differently colored plastic baubles, and they have gin in them. Can we define bauble? This is like a little Christmas ball bulb. that yeah, you like hang a, on your a tree. A little bauble, okay. yeah. A little bobble. And uh, I would assume that it would have to come with the Christmas baubles full of tonic. Well, yeah, you're not just drinking gin. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of uh, gin well, you, and tonic. And you got to decorate that close to the top of your tree so little hands can't get it. You know what? I didn't even think about that, <laughs> but you are absolutely 100% right. There's this. Uh, Sorry, I'm ruining uh, Christmas for all the kids who want to get drunk. Think about the strangest thing that your grandfather has done. Okay. okay you got it? Got it. There is a man out in PEI that at 89 is digging his own grave. I kid you not, went out with a backhoe. Here he is right now. His name is Jimmy Kickham. Grandchildren that know that their, their grandfather dug his own grave with his own backhoe at the age of 90, so that'll be something to carry around with them, wouldn't it? Yep, there he is. Uh, you know, you could hear the audible, ooh, yeah, that would be something, Grandpa. Anyhow, dug his own grave, and uh, it's interesting. The man is uh, very proud of the fact, and hey, knows how to operate a, a backhoe, and he knows what he wants in life and the afterlife.